Hi, I'm Katie Page. And I'm Paul Ashton. And we made a comedy feature film called This Isn't Funny that Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro helped us produce. Along with us, it stars Anthony LaPaglia, Eddie Gathegi, Mimi Rogers, David Pasquese, Chia Caridis, and Danielle Panabaker. And it features some hilarious stand-up comedy from Beth Stelling, Ahmed Barucha, Will Weldon... And Katie. And you can stream the film right now in the U.S. store of iTunes, on Google Play, and at Amazon. And if you like it, please tell your friends, share it, and rate it. Thanks so much, guys. Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What's up, guys? Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Scandal After Show. As always, your Fab Four is here. And we are here to recap Scandal episode... I forgot to check. It's episode 8, right? Correct. Episode 8, Rasputin. We are excited to be here. As always, your Fab Four, starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, I'm Sophia Stanley. Hello, I am Bam Erickson. I'm turning my phone on airplane mode. I'm not texting. Guys, what do we think about this episode? I'm just going to reiterate what I have been saying all season. I am so here for Scandal 2.0. I was yelling at the TV. I was jumping up and down. I was cursing. I was saying yes. I was I was just fully interactive. And that reminds me of season one and season two. So I'm so here for Scandal 2.0, i.e. season five. Me too. And I like the infusion between the personal business between Fitz and Liv and everyone in the White House and the weekly Who Done It. Ooh. Okay. And we had wine. All right, guys. <laughs> so we're going to start with Naveed and the Secret Factory. That's what I'm calling this topic. Um, so let's start with Liv and Fitz at the dinner. Liv and Fitz, we're starting to see <clears throat> them show up more in public and seeing them in the public scene. I always like to see Liv doing her thing, or how do I describe it? Being the president? Well, being the president, <laughs> but when you're in, when you're in a relationship, it's always nice. We're in a certain situation, and all situations, when especially when you're bringing somebody with you, that they step up and they mm-hmm. they turn on for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see her turn on, and she could understand what you're saying. Oh yeah, Liv, she's helped me out so many times. And they were having this little tit. It was nice to see. The translator needed something from Liv, and he needed to be defected from. Did they say the country? Yes, Bangar, ba- Bandar. 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 Yeah, and so they had this conversation. They had to create a scenario to get him away from who he was with, his translator. Mm-hmm. And he found out, or Liv found out, that he has private information that he's found out right, translating all this stuff that can help out the United States. So he wants to be protected, but they're not going to protect him to get the information. Anyway, did we think after when we saw this storyline, did you guys think that this was, eh? Or did you enjoy the storyline? For me, I thought at first I was I was thinking it was more, eh. but as the storyline progressed, I was still thinking, eh. and then it was kind of good. But for the most part, yeah, it was a little <laughs> um, just turned me up a little bit more. Um, I think that 
it started off and in the booth actually I, the mic yeah the mic um, it started off and because what also turned it off for me is the um, the negligence of Quinn who thinks she's Diana Ross the boss Christ, at OPA it's her who actually turned me off because she was so dismissive with everything and we'll, we'll get to her but that's what turned me off we originally. can go ahead and jump forward no, that pissed me up off. I won't. I won't curse because my dad. Y'all know my dad be listening to me. Oh, that's good. He listens to this on Stitcher Radio. He hey, like, Reverend. Let me tell you what he said real quick. Well, he was like, I was listening today. I heard the cue and they were talking. They intro and then I heard Sophia say, "Any Mills not here." I was like, Dad, I need you to stop listening to the show because <laughs> <laughs> it is not PG. Anyway, hi, Dad. Um, we will keep it. We will keep it PG for I'm sure he don't Mr. Listen Emil Ennis. After ten minutes, hey, yeah. after ten minutes, Reverend Ennis probably don't listen. But anyway, um, the investigation. I think my biggest frustration is, especially Bam brought up a great point, when she is the one who missed information, but she's the one who's going to call out, what's his name, Cornelia Mark, Smith, yeah, Marcus, Marcus for not having scandal pace, as if she's a veteran, but she can't even do her job properly. And, shut, and, and listen, uh, really quick about that, it is not your job to tell someone how fast or slow to speak, okay? I like the way that Marcus is speaking because, and and all honesty, and I'm not trying to throw shade, but it behooves him to actually speak slower because we don't want to compare him to Harrison. Ooh. So I like his Ooh. pace. And Quinn, oh, shut up. Man, I'm speaking that truth tonight. Oh, yes. That's true. But remember, Abby used to do like little silly, little stupid mm. stuff like this at LPA. Yeah. So they're kind of like switching places now. When she was doing it, I was like, "Here comes Abby 2.0." And then what? No, no, go ahead. And then just one other last thing about Quinn is when Huck walked in from God. from doing what he could have been taking a shit. Who knows what he was doing? <laughs> but the reality is, he was coming in, and Quinn's like, "Where you been?" Girl, I need you to bring it down or at least be on on your game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not Olivia. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Bam, I need you to take it down. Three no, <laughs> no, no, keep, keep it, it up. up. Oh keep it God. up. Sit down. Keep I it up. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> No, but also too, and and maybe I watch way too many movies. So when the hell did a nuclear plant ever look like a nuclear plant? Exactly, it's a secret nuclear plant. So the fact that you guys take aerial footage and go, oh, it looks like a soda factory. I don't think the people from Bandar are dumb. Of course they hid it. That's why it's secret. So that in of itself, not only to me was Quinn overstepping, but just like Bam said, it would be different if you actually did your job. That's the first part. The second part is, and I know I'm going to ignite a a hornet's nest in saying this, I'm actually so tired of Olivia's righteous indignation as it comes to the scandal of the week. Does that make sense? So... Even before finding out Naveed's actual backstory, i.e. the reason, the catalyst for why he needed to leave, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that he actually had good intel, you already know about the country. That's why you guys have been negotiating for two years. So you already, they already weren't your ally. And why were they not your ally? Presumably probably because of human rights violations, nuclear violations, and military stuff. So why are you going to yell at this man who's coming from a place where he already didn't have a full totality of rights? Do you going to say, like, even if he was lying, you never think, then why is he lying? Like, why is he willing to potentially risk dying and potentially lying? I need Olivia to think 
a little bit smarter than simply going, the pictures say it's a soda factory. You were lying. We're sending you back. Bye. But she can't think, but she she's so focused on what she's keeping from Fitz that her judgment is clouded. Well, I mean, I think her priority has changed. For her, it's... It's like, um... It's like she runs a music. It's like Lucius Lyon. So you have the you have Empire, and Lucius is too busy trying to be a rapper, aka Ja Rule from two thousand uh, from two thousand one, to to focus on the artist because he's too busy trying to be a rapper. So her priority is elsewhere, while she's given the responsibility to want to be boss Diana Ross, uh, uh, Quinn. But have her priority switched because she's always done stuff like this. She whenever she has always mm-hmm. been like no that's not what it mm-hmm. what it is and stormed out and then had to learn the hard way and come back and find a person in distress. But so, but the fact that this is her thing. But, I, very true. But for me, when she was looking at the pictures, if she was a little more focused, like she would have been in the past, she would have looked at the pictures and said, "Wait a minute, hold on, something's up." She barely even looked at the pictures. She was throwing the pictures down at him, and she wouldn't. She wasn't paying attention. I, I, I agree, and, I, and I, I'm not going to say that this is a hole, but it is kind of a hole because I think it's not a coincidence that it was Huck who noticed the discrepancy. Mm-hmm. You have experts do what experts do. She's not an expert in all things. That's ironically why mm-hmm. she has OPA. So you have the spy tell you if the factory is a secret factory or a soda factory. You don't have Quinn, baby lawyer, Lindsay Dwyer, whatever the hell her name is, look at pictures. Just because you were pseudo B613, you weren't a real spy. Like, you didn't even go nowhere. So she I think that's part of the problem. No, but that's really, true. she didn't even go anywhere. She was local. You know, she was local. She was so local. I think that's part of the problem because, again, I think her mission has always been a larger goal and arguably this actually fits in with her larger goal and that's I think what we saw so going back to the dinner to me what we didn't see was Fitz's girlfriend stepping up we saw the president holding court that's what you had think about it none of the conversation was towards Fitz there was actually even a moment when Fitz I think was turned talking to someone Mm -hmm. else who obviously wasn't important Mm mm-hmm so I think that's what we saw, number one. Number two, I think that, again, the foreshadowing of the entire season, the fact that you have Cyrus and Abby arguing whether or not this Arab country who has strict rules regarding morality was going to receive her, i.e. receive his mistress, was powerful. So the fact that not only did they received her, but they were communicating directly with her mm-hmm. and not the president... I think that says something. So I think that possibly what they were also showing, even though she has in fact done this before, I think it's heavy is the head that wears a crown. Now that she's the president, she actually doesn't have time to do all the little minutiae that she possibly used to do. She's the yes. president? Yeah, well, we should be No, no, I didn't know if you, I didn't know if you were, if yeah. you said that on she's accident. No, I didn't okay. say it on accident. And if anything, if she's actually the better than the president. Assistant. Yeah. She's yeah. actually yeah. better than the president because yeah. ain't no one's going to try to assassinate her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's actually even better. No, on real talk, she's yeah. even better. So I think even though, yes, she has done this before, I think that was the overarching story or the theme that they were trying to show us is that she's starting to slip a little bit because now she has a whole different weight of responsibilities let's talk about before we get into abby my mic's i feel like my mic's position we're testing oh this is the sweet oh, spot yeah, right Hello. here right uh-huh. oh, yes. yeah. um before we get to abby susan ross so susan ross the president asked her to stall there's something about her where i, I think i love her character because her character is so multi-layered and 
she comes off as this ditzy kind of nonchalant. She doesn't really know what she's talking about, but she's super intelligent. Mm-hmm. I just am waiting to see more from from her character. But it was nice. To, it's nice to see when she comes to her own. And she has those moments like, oh, well, why don't you just say it? Because we all know people like that where they might not be able to comprehend like when you're just bullshitting. But then we just come out and say, oh, we well, should just said that from the jump. I just want to say it. I don't know if we have any commentary on her. Anyway, Abby. So Abby, we know that Abby and Olivia have a complex relationship still mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. What we what? I have a pro. I have a problem with this whole live and Abby thing because now that OPA has 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 dispersed, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden Liv and Abby or Lucy and Ethel, they're Wilona in Florida. That was we, that was you just did not see that prior to all of a sudden now she needs a best uh, a girlfriend. I don't buy it. I don't like it. Just ugh. wait. I'm confused. Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? Meaning they're all of a sudden now besties. They were always close. No, they, they were they not. They go through ups and downs. They went, but but remember like she most, had to buy no, her the salad. No, 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 remember no, no, she but, had to buy the salad at one point to make the ends roll in rolls. But before she bought her the salad, they were beefing. They, but also, but also too, you have to remember they're now in the same literal geography. Yeah, they're both at the White House. I know, I know it sounds weird, but. Olivia is now the president, <laughs> and uh, Abby is her head of communication. Like so, on some levels, it is the fact that they're actually working together again. So because they're working together, it would only be natural that their friendship would also kind of reblossom. Because that's always been that's always been the genesis of the relationship that Olivia has been the master and Abby has been the student. Despite the fact that a couple episodes ago, I thought that Abby evolved into her own master. This she episode, she proved that she did not. And that's, I think that's my issue with, let me find my sweet spot again. That's my oh, issue yeah. with <laughs> with Olivia. And Abby is because I don't like how, and Olivia does this all the time, but I don't like how Olivia can just use people as her puppet. So even when she, she did the phone call and she told Abby to do it, because I, I think my issue is it it doesn't affect Olivia. It only affects Abby. Abby jumping in there and talking to the president. We have a situation. This is the third time she's had Abby do something like this. We have a situation. Or she puts Abby on the front lines and she doesn't experience any of the repercussions <clears throat> of that. I don't have a problem with Olivia being bossy towards people. That's not my issue with her at all. Um, because... Like we had a huge discussion last week, those people who she are, who she's speaking to in that tone, they are benefiting from 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 things like this. Uh, um, redhead wouldn't be in the um, she wouldn't be in the White House if it wouldn't be for working for a live in um an OPA. Has Huck benefited in any way from Olivia's manipulation and bossiness? I forgot about Huck, except for Huck. Has but he? everybody else, everybody else except because for Huck. Because it's one thing to be bossy, but it's another thing to always use everybody for your own personal advantage. And then when the blowback ad happens, you act like so aloof, like you didn't understand this was could have been a possibility because people like that end up alone it's you don't have to boss up on your friends you can boss up when it's time for business and you can boss up when it's wrecking time but when you are bossing up to the people who literally call you their family at the end of the day you can only boss up for so long but then you gonna your ass gonna be by your damn self and olivia is setting herself up to have nobody I am not disagreeing with the sentiment that she may or may not end up alone, but I'm going to argue that they're, A, a dysfunctional family, and, two, they're always gladiators first. If the Olivia Pope wasn't the Olivia Pope, none of them would go over a cliff for her. 
So in order for her to maintain that status, for her to maintain any semblance of a hat, but more importantly, power, she needs to evolve. So, i.e., if she now is the president, <laughs> she can protect them from anything. So but no matter what she? happens, yeah, she will. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it's in her best interest. And on some levels, I actually, I'm, I was going to say it straight up, I'm not even going to couch it. I actually respect her more. Now that to me she is 100% doing what she wants to do, I respect her more. You want to know why? They're all adults. There are no child children here. We're not playing. This is real life. If I ask you to do something and it is not in your best interest, the only person who should say no is you. It is not up for me to read your mind or to think for you or to protect you. And the only reason I should do so is because you are a child. And if you are a child, then I should continue to tell you what to do. But then don't call me your family. Don't call me your family. No, because you're a child. No, no, no. But you're a child. But don't say that. So if I had a homegirl, right? And I, everything I did for my homegirl, I was it was it was kind of it was always for the benefit of me. But if you were benefiting in some way, and at some point you fell flat on your face, and I wasn't there to help you, or when something happened, you act like you didn't know it could it could happen, or you just let me suffer for what happened, then don't call me your friend or your family. But what if it's literally not within your capacity to do that for someone? So for instance, completely. There so are some people. So why is she there? No, 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 no. There are some people, right? There are some people who are naturally empathetic. There are some people who are intelligent. We all presumably have friends that you can ask certain advice about. And they literally don't either have the business acumen, they don't have the personal acumen, they don't have the professional acumen to give you good advice. It's it's outside of their scope. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. Mm. So if you come to them and you're like, yo, I'm having a problem with my boss, and they tell you, yo, you need to tell him to kick rocks. Because that's literally all that they know, and you fall flat on your face and they can't help you get up. Because why? They don't have a good job and they have no money to help you. Doesn't mean that they're not your friend. Doesn't mean that they don't love you. But it is not within their skill set for what you need. But that is what Olivia is dealing but with. But then Olivia she's a grown woman, just like you said. They're grown women. Yeah. She's a grown woman, and if you don't have the ability to do that, then don't set yourself up to be in that position where they expect that from you. No, but the difference is when she feels like it, when it behooves her, she will do it. That's the difference. It's not that she's so that's she selfish. Yeah, but, I, and, but, I, and, I, but, and I literally can I say something? I agree with you a hundred percent. And honestly, if everyone was a little bit more selfish, we wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Because the difference is, it is not my job to read your mind. You, as a grown-up adult or a grown-up gladiator, should have Abby when she called. Abby should have said no. no. Do you want to know why? That little speech that she gave to her about you let me drop in front of my peer group. Well, then step up. And you do your job. Stop being a gladiator for Olivia or Olivia's pawn or Olivia's whatever. You do what you think you should do. Why? Because Abigail <clears throat> Whelan decides to do do that. Don't not do it or do it because Olivia says so. And then when the, the pushback comes, go, but Olivia told me to do it. Mm-hmm. So Olivia shouldn't have take responsibility for herself and say, I, instead of being a piece of shit and asking people to do this, maybe I should stop doing that. Or maybe no. what? Or maybe what should like, happen? Sh- maybe she should say, I should stop. But why would? No, but why? 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 why, 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 why yeah. Especially but in relation. No, but, but also shit. too. But also too. She was preventing literally a possible nuclear disaster. Forget so what should Abby. she have done? So, but it's relevant. Let's say, but no, but it's relevant because aren't you going to use if you're literally trying to potentially stop an, a, a national disaster? Would you or would you not use anything that you could to prevent the death of millions of people? <clears throat> yeah. Let us know what you think. <laughs> clearly, 
I was waiting for a break and it wasn't happening. Oh, Clearly, you know us. They were going in. They were going in. It's a little bit more like happy hour than it did like scandal. It definitely did. Like we go in on happy hour, which is a weekly podcast we do every single week. Uh, we talked about Vivica Fox last mm-hmm. night in 50 Cent. We talked mm-hmm. about uh, Greg Hardy. We talked about Real Housewives of Atlanta, my show. Black on campus. Oh, yeah, Mizzou. And we talked about Toya and Memphis, the case of the eight-day hall pass. Anyway, go to iTunes or poddade.fm and listen to Happy Hour, A Shot of Conversation. We promise you will enjoy it. And also, for those who are watching us live on YouTube right now, thank you, 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 thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening and watching every single week. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you click that thumbs up button and leave a comment. We love reading your comments and getting those thumbs up. Also, if you're on iTunes, make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe. It helps us out and really appreciate it. All right. And let us know what you think about what just happened here in the heat of the moment. Where's my fan? In, in the heat, heat of the night. Of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For- <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God. I was about to do it. You know, I was about oh to do it. Oh, my God. great as gift. Okay, anyway. So let's wrap this. Let's wrap this Naveed and the secret factory up. The wrap up was he was telling the truth. There was something in the factory. It wasn't nuclear, but we found out that it was um, computers that are going to be used for a massive cyber attack on Western nations. Cool. The twist to it was the reason why he was actually trying to get out of the country is because in his country he could not be fully who he was, which was gay. Um, I don't know the story. I don't know. The funny thing is, I, I I think I actually feel like you. On one level, it felt disjointed, right? Like, it felt like it was unnecessary to wrap a bow on the story. Mm-hmm. However, and I think this is why this show from season one has always been on point. I think it always pulls from current events. And I can't recall, what was the award show? We're here, and I don't want to get the hotel wrong, because I don't want to, to defame a hotel. But wasn't it the Beverly... It was the no, 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 oh. the Beverly Hotel. The Beverly Hills Hotel, right? I think it was the Beverly Hills Hotel about a year ago. Um, there was a massive boycott with a lot of the award show because one of their major investors, the country with which he's from, and he has actually spoke against, or is it... I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue-tried. He supports putting people who are homosexual to death in his country. Oh, yeah. So, do you remember it was the Beverly Hills Hotel? So, I think that that's why. The timing of it may be a little bit off, meaning that it's no longer in the news cycle, but I think that Shonda Land does a really great job of tying in real-life stories into the storyline. And personally, I felt that what he said, I thought was profound for two reasons. I think the fact that he said being born different is is being punishable by death. Again, think about the current things that are going on in this country that arguably, because some of us are different, whether or not it's because of the color of our skin, our religious affiliation, or sexuality, we possibly might die. So I felt that Shonda was actually using that story to touch upon what is going on in a larger issue, whether or not it's black on campus, whether or not it's Black Lives Matter, whether or not it's equal rights regarding marriage. That's the first part. The second part is, is a life without secrets. I feel like this show in general is always talking about wearing a white hat and arguably wearing a white hat is stepping in the sun, which really means that you are stepping fully in the totality of your truth. That when you are honestly and authentically yourself, no one can hold anything against you. 
And it is sad because despite the fact that we thought that we had Olivia and Fitz both living in their both collective truth, we now realize that that is not, in fact, the case. Hmm. Um, I'm like you. I felt it was kind of eh. But for me, um, the the actor who who played that role... His performance is what got me. Yeah, excellent and point. when he was in the bed to giving the story that Sophia quote, that's his his performance reeled me in from the eh because we've seen this before. And I, I think I think that's why when I was saying it went from eh and to eh, to eh, <laughs> just because it, it, what he said I can I can attest to, especially the the part that touched me is when he talked about or when. He, he tried to commit suicide because he'd rather do that than go back to his country. And we know suicide in the LGBT community is very high because mm-hmm. when you cannot be yourself and you feel trapped because you can't live as you are in society, then of course, if this is a way out, we're not going to go there. We can say that for another day, another time. However, it was very profound. I think there was just something about me where maybe it's just it felt like a disconnect from the episode. So maybe yeah. that's why what he said was great. But it just didn't seem... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe because normally when you watch a scandal episode, there's always clues that you have to go mm-hmm. back and, yeah. and recall to say, oh, I saw this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there was really there were, there were was really no clue. Excellent point. Let's go into the good stuff, though. The big secret. So Olivia's holding in this secret. Holding in this secret. And I feel like we're about to have another moment because we had a moment while we were watching the show. Mm-hmm. You, you remember when we, we were going at it for a little bit. What, what, Star Wars? No, Jake. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we did go at it about Star Wars. So that's, that's about, that Star Wars commercial came on and Sophia was over here geek. And a couple weeks ago in Happy Hour, we were not having it because we haven't seen Star Wars. And then we found out Bam hasn't seen Star Wars, but Sophia was over here excited. We were like, <laughs> anyway, you have to listen to Happy Hour for that. Uh, Jake. So Jake, oh, no, Olivia. Now that remember, <laughs> remember, Olivia is the president now. Olivia used executive no, privilege. This. She used executive <laughs> she privilege to summon, to summon Jake to the White House. Summon Jake to the White House. When he walks in, I'm here for the president. Oh, I'm the one. Ben, what? <laughs> It's me. What? It's me. Like she was standing there waiting for him so she could talk to him. Somebody, let me, if somebody has the quote before I me, I need to find the quote because. While you're finding a quote, um, here comes another moment where I have to, I have to tell Jake to shut the F up. What? Listen, you're still in your feelings, homeboy. No, okay. Mm-hmm. You are. Okay, so we just have a bite. Yeah, we are. Let's let's go. You're still let's in your. You, you're still in your feelings. Uh, Olivia called him out and was like, basically, yeah, you mad because I didn't choose you. Get over mm-hmm. yourself, Jake. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself. She's chose you. Uh, she she chose someone else, and yeah. you need to come stronger with your game, homeboy. You need well, to come stronger. Hey, though. What's Can up? it not be that? He's mad that she didn't choose him, or he's just tired of her shit. Yes. Sometimes you're just tired of someone's shit. Then you know what? You should have like, left. I'm tired of it. Then you should have left when when you realized that left it was when the Oval Office. When you when she showed up to the Oval Office thinking that she was about to have a meet that he was about yeah, to have a meeting with totally Fitz. Right. When he walked in and saw that it was her, then he it, been, it, but, 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 he should have been like, oh, this bitch. And then you should have walked out. You, you you are if you're done as you say you are when you gave her that speech uh, last week in her house. If you're done, you're done. That's it. It's like it's like in a relationship. Oh, wait, no, it's in a relationship when you're like, I broke up with it. I'm not even gonna take his phone calls. I'm not whatever. And he calls and you go, What do you want? Mm-hmm. The minute you say what do you want, that means you still want to be with someone. Okay, okay. So, when you okay, don't want to so, be so with someone, when that out, phone rings. If he walks out, he walks out and then she figured out another way to get him arrested for something that she knows she can have a conversation with him in some pit in the dungeon. Or not even that. So if she was supposedly she moved on, has a boyfriend, why is she calling him? 
Because the same rules apply. No, because the, the difference is no, apply. because the difference Stop is calling him. no, because I'm the president. And the pseudo-president has put you in charge of finding my father. So because I'm the supreme ruler, I am calling you in because you have been tasked with a job. So I'm calling you in to give me a report because I am the president. So that's what she called him for. That's what she called him for. That's what she called him for. It's not the president. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, one person at a time. If she's the president, she can easily go around, Jake. So do your fucking job. Get the CIA. I'm cussing. You see, I'm cussing. Get everybody on task. She don't have to get a report from Jake. Guess why? Because she has more people on staff than Jake. So find the press. Find your daddy on your own time. You don't have to talk to Jake. Stop now, calling. Now him. I agree with you on that. Stop. I agree with you, Cornelia, on that sense of, of her calling Jake oh. and wanting to warn him that my about Lazarus. Uh, about Lazarus. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that because I don't believe you should ever go against your family. But that's a whole other topic. But no, I think she was actually she was actually talking to him so that he would actually go with the family. I think what she was really trying to communicate oh, okay. to him is is that her father was actually in fact scared. So what she was saying is we may have thought that my father was the biggest evil, mm-hmm. but all we have done is we have opened up the space to another evil, gotcha. i.e. the devil that you know is right. better than the devil that you do not. Gotcha. So I think that's why she was saying it. The problem is, just like you said, he got in his feelings. He didn't have an interaction with her from a place of pragmatism or strategy. He didn't go, what is this threat? Is it a viable threat? All he said was your dad lies just cut like you lie. It would have been different if he said, Rowan is a trained liar. That's not what he did. He used the monologue to basically be like, he lied just like you lie because you convince people that you love them. That was emotional. That wasn't Wait, being a spot. but we're upset because he spoke true? No, but we're we're talk we're upset because he's being emotional and not doing his job. But yeah. he spoke true. He yeah, spoke but true. the difference is you always knew that to be true, and that's why she had to say, "Oh, you're mad because I never choose, chose yeah. you." She never lied to Jake, and that is the irony. She never did. She always told him, "I love Fitz more than I love you." She sure did. So, and even when she tried to go off in the sun by herself to fix herself, Here he, he selfishly, why? Because everyone else acts from their selfish place, goes, but I need you to fix me. So ironically, everything that everyone wants from Olivia possibly could have happened if Fit, if sorry, if could Fitz is selfish too, but if Jake wasn't selfish and Jake actually allowed her to go and fix herself, that's not what Jake allowed her to do. Jake was like, come fix me. And then even when they came back, he still is like, fix me. And when he was like, oh, you love Fitz, that's who you should go with. Actually, what he meant was, no, you should be with me. Mm-hmm, pretty much. And so that's uh, why you're mad, okay. dude. If you uh, actually spoke your truth, because otherwise he wouldn't have tried to kiss her. That's why he wouldn't have been confused. Um, I don't know if my the girl I love killed the woman I used to love or the woman I used to love killed the woman, whatever. He wouldn't have had that whole monologue because he would be over her. He's not over her. And listen, he wouldn't have tried to kiss her. Listen. Go ahead. Uh, Cornelia, wait, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Because her hand okay. been up oh, okay. for like two minutes. So if... Backing this up, if Jake should have, when he came into the Oval Office, instead of getting in his feelings, said, you know what, bye trick, and walked out and not have gotten fired up, shouldn't Olivia have done the same once Jake came into the office and got in his feelings and she heard where the conversation was going? Shouldn't she should have said, you know what, I'm done with this, and walked out instead of going tit for tat with him and and trying to to read him the same way he tried to read her? One person can't take the high road and the other other one ain't uh, required to do the same. And pause before you before you respond so we can get this side of the table in. Also, the reason why we started having the, the argument out there is because we talked about deflection. So if we're going to talk about um, him being his feelings, the reason why he got in his feelings is because he was telling Olivia she needs to tell Fitz what the, what she did. Stay what she did. Mind your business. 
Okay, okay. You can say mind your business. Saying, but she was just talking to Abby about the same conversation. They're, so they're, you can't they're, shoot they're the they're messenger. Mm-hmm. You can't they're shoot Lucianetto. the messenger. So what? Because it was irrelevant to the conversation. Yeah. It was irrelevant to the conversation. Be, we, no, everything just no. said we had instead said it. So of, we can say it, but he can't. Instead of owning up no, and he, saying. No, funny thing. Can I say something? He can actually say it. And this is the funny thing is about the, about the show. They can all say everything. But we can then judge you for it. The difference is, this is actually what we're agreement in. We're agreement that Olivia is selfish. The only difference is how we judge her for it. You guys think she's selfish and therefore she is bad. I think she is selfish and I think she's great. Because I think that it's good when someone goes from their self-interest. If this is what she wants and she presents it and there's no pretense, I'm all for that. The difference actually with Jake is, Jake actually is in fact pretending. He's pretending like he's not effing hurt. Like, he's pretending like he always has. Even with Fitz, and he was mad about, he's like, oh, I'm sorry if I was sleeping with your girl, and I know how your girl tastes, and all this other bullshit with Fitz. He's always been emotional, when at the end of the day, it's like, you're a spy. If I tell you that my father is actually scared, you then should say, I don't believe him, or you say, okay, I'll look into it. The conversation regarding us... That's going to make me be like, you're a whiny B-word. So wait, when he was in her apartment waiting, y'all don't think that he was telling her that she, he was hurt? He was telling her that he was hurt. But oh, completely. But part of me is like, yeah, cool. But, but you just but, said he, but, he but, didn't say that. But, but he did. But the difference so is, he is, can't but no, win. No, no, he, no, can't he, win. he can win in the same point. No, he can't win. He can't win in the same point that, yeah, I knew that before, so what's your point? Mm-hmm. I've never made any qualms with it. Because at the end of the day, when I try to call you and have some semblance of a relationship with you, you're like, well, let your real man handle it. All right, then, cool. And then she goes. Um, right. And you wonder why? Because you want to pick up the phone, sucker. Yeah. So also, she yeah. Uh, really quickly. No, but she shouldn't. Because at the end of the day. Uh, uh, wait, really, <laughs> really quickly. Um, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll do the read. Um, really quickly, to answer your question about why, uh, about her defend, um, about her responding, she had to defend herself because she's had enough. This is second. This is second time that he's come up to her yapping and yipping and yapping and all this other stuff. She had to defend herself. So that was, ju- that was justifiable. And then also for the fact that you're going to throw in there, well, we're not spooning anymore. Anybody knows that if anybody I'm just gonna pretend uh, if you and I are together and then I we can. and then we break up and then I tell you we're you're we're not spooning anymore don't come over that means basically when you call me back and say come over we're spooning that's what that means but uh really quickly um, let me do this okay so blackhollywoodlive.com is a uh, is a uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't save it offline. We don't save it offline. Come on, man. Really, really quick. So, blackhollywoodlive.com uh, is the source here, um, which is an affiliate of uh, AfterBuzz TV. It's all it's all urban black uh, news and um and, oh and Hollywood. God. So, make sure you guys check out blackhollywoodlive.com. They have a lot of great shows. They have uh they have fashion. They have hot topics. They have sports. They have in a whole array of type of topics and shows that you guys can check out. So, again, blackhollywoodlive.com. And if you do it on the wide shot again blackhollywoodlive.com thank you and if right. you are a conversational mixologist and you like your podcast one part social commentary one part political analysis and a whole bunch of foolishness well then you need to check out happy hour a shot of conversation you can find us on itunes again happy hour a shot of conversation yes yes okay guys we obviously have some division on the panel here <laughs> regarding that <laughs> i don't know what it got a little heated anyway um so we're going to continue that offline on the After After Show, which does not air. It just happens between the four of us. <laughs> okay, so Rowan. Rowan showed up in um, Olivia's office, and that's when they had the conversation. That's when he said he was scared for his life. That's where he said he was proud of her, and if anything happens to him, he feels like he is... Uh, he. In the event of my death, you have everything you need to survive. 
I take tremendous pride in who you have become. It was an emotional scene for some reason. For me, um, I couldn't help notice okay. that they really do pass for father yes. and oh, daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. I, I kind of got caught in the moment where I wasn't really paying attention to dialogue because I'm like on the, the back and forth scenes. Well, there I'm was like, something I'm that like, seemed to the lighting of the scene. Mm-hmm. It, like just the mm-hmm. the lighting just and really the enhanced, yeah. And the, mm-hmm. It really enhanced the whole scene. Um, what? No, I was about to make a comment. Then we'll bring us back to the Jake conversation. Oh Lord, no, we can't even go there. Because <laughs> especially I'm looking at little no, monitor thing ten minutes, Mm-mm. so I'm like, we I will not go there. But do you think that this is a, one of Rowan's ploy again or plot, or do you think he's genuinely scared of his sons? This this is the funny thing is, Rowan always tells the truth. It doesn't mean that he's not a master manipulator. It does not mean he's strategic. But he is always speaking the truth. He really is, like in Shakespeare, he is the narrator. He is the chorus. He is the moral compass. We don't like to hear what he has to say, but what he says is always the truth. And it is true. There are always people or governments or or organizations that work outside of of what we normal civilians know to be true Mm -hmm. to protect us. It is arguably better to have someone that you actually have communication with. So even if he really is the demon spawn, the fact that you actually have access to him and kind of can watch him, that is better than possibly someone less evil that you have no idea who that person is. And that's actually what he's always said, number one. Number two, again, it is is it is in his benefit purely from an egomaniacal, again, from a selfish place, to not have Olivia die. Even if it's purely out of ego, purely out of ego, when he was saying that I am, I'm proud of you, it's because in his mind, she now holds all the power. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why he actually has to come to her and tell her that I am actually scared. So that if I die, you know that one, I'm no longer protecting you, and two, that I think that you can beat these people, but only if you are aware of it. Okay. I can take that. And Joe Morton, can we just do an applause? Yeah. Yay, Reverend Ike. And I saw um, Joe Morton was on um, on Hollywood Today Live today, and I interviewed or had my one question last summer. Remember yes, I, I remember that. Yes, because you guys had funny. on matching hats. Mm-hmm. We'll we post pictures hats. tomorrow on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. So he was back there again today to talk about scandal. All right, um, David Cyrus. Cyrus circumvents the whole because remember, if Cyrus said that he was investigating or did it, then Fitz would be pissed. So he did it where he could get David to figure it out. He pretty much told David that Eli's out. Oh, you didn't know? And then he played that whole thing. David does his investigation, and that's how Olivia ends up in custody. Olivia's arrested, and then when Olivia's arrested, we have to talk about the scene <sighs> where Fitz comes to the cell. <laughs> Fitz comes to the cell, and he says, I know you couldn't have done this. No, there's no way. And then they turn the music on, and instead of us hearing the dialogue, they had the music playing, but I know Sophia was lip reading the letter. So tell us some of the things that she was saying. If you can well, find Well, first it. of all, he says, before they actually went silent, he goes, I know you didn't do this. You wouldn't do this to me. You're not Melly. Tell me it's not true. Olivia, tell me it's not true. Now, I just before I go into the deliberate reading, I wrote down, she looks broken. She looks scared. I have never seen her look either of those. Then they start lip reading. He backs up. The song, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, is playing. And then she mouths to him. There's a whole bunch of dialogue, but then I could clearly see her mouth to him. 
I don't want to be done. And she is shaking. She says to Fitz, even though we can't hear it, say something, Fitz. And then she starts to break down. This scene had me feeling a certain way because I remember it was a couple scenes before that. One where Abby was telling Liv she has to tell Fitz before Mm -hmm. anybody else Mm -hmm. tells because you find out from somebody else that hurts way more than you telling me yourself. But I think I said something to Cornelia while we were watching. Like, even watching Liv's interactions, it almost seemed where you question, like, does she really love Fitz? You know what I mean? I, I think so. My my problem with my problem you is know what I mean. Yeah. My problem is Fitz oh, walking away from the conversation. I'm tired of all the walking away. She's laying she's telling you. You asked her, she's telling you everything, and now you you your ears can't take anymore and then you walk away. Stop walking away, finish this out. Or as Sophia hmm. say, thug this out. Talk it Did out. Did I say that? No, no, and okay. and that put, oh, and thug it out. You'll say thug it out a couple times. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I own that. Thank you. But do you get what I'm saying, though? No, but yes. explain because when I forgot what what there was something I forgot what she said in particular that made me say, but does she? But what was it? I, We're gonna have to rewatch. Okay, you, you know what? You know, jump in, jump in, and this is actually why I actually thought the exact opposite. To me, when she said to Abby, if I tell him it will be over, that didn't feel political. That didn't feel power hungry to me. Maybe that really that's what felt, it was. Is that it? Okay. That's what it was, in. but maybe I took okay. a different spin from it. it. It was almost as if it wasn't like it will be over out of love. It was like it will be over. Like, And do you want to know why I don't think that's the case? To me, if in fact, in that scenario, she was really only thinking about power, she would have told him and she would have spun it. Think about it. Think about it. We're all sitting there and we're like, tell him. She could have spun it. She could have figured out some way and spun it to her benefit. And she could have created some lie. And she could have basically been like, my father literally told me that there was an outside threat. That the outside threat had literally threatened to kill Melly, you, so forth and so on. And that was the only thing that I, that I could do. And I was saving us all. Like, she would have actually spun it. For her not to spin it, like, to me, in that moment, she was actually acting like a girl in a relationship with a boy, and she was scared. Because the normal Olivia, especially this power-hungry Olivia, you would have known your next move. You would have been playing chess. An actual inaction is not playing chess. That's a weak move, number one. Number two, the fact that you actually allowed someone else to tell him, that was another weak move. The fact that after he had to be, like, he was in such shock and awe that he literally was like, but you're not Melly? She would have never allowed that to happen if it was purely about power. To me, she could only be that weak and that foolish because she really loved him. Arguably, to me, when you watch the scene back, she looked worse than when she was kidnapped. <clears throat> we have never, ever seen Olivia look that bad. Because even you said, you girl, like, at the beginning of the scene, you're like, why does she look like that? And I was, And I said to the screen, I go, that scene is the last scene, Right? She would have never been that scared. We've never actually seen her break down. We've never seen her beg. We've never seen her plead for every anything. She didn't even plead for her life when she was kidnapped. Can I- was, was that what I was saying? Uh, was that the point I was making? You know how when dudes say to a woman, I lie to you because I love you. I tell you the truth if I don't care. Was that what I was? I'm, 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 I'm wondering oh. if that was the case. Okay. Where maybe okay. it wasn't that she was begging and pleading because she loved him, but maybe she was begging and pleading because she don't want to be <laughs> alone or she doesn't want 
that that idea of 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 comfort to leave her now that she doesn't have that her dad you know like that luring but, but could it be both but no. could it be both could no. it be that and she still loves him I think I think I'm gonna I don't know this is a record I, we've agreed in the, the entire night I think it's purely she was in her feelings from the fact from the time that she mm-hmm. was uh, talking to uh, talking to Abby mm-hmm. and, say, and saying how she was acting like a girl in love with a boy mm-hmm. the fact that she didn't tell any, the fact that she allowed someone else to tell means that she was truly scared to lose this yeah. man because she loves him not because of any kind of power. And this is what's effed up, is that arguably, in this dialogue, what we saw is Fitz is really a G. Because in that moment, Fitz knows her and well enough to know, oh, I know what happened. You didn't want to get married. You didn't want to lose your power. So because I actually feel like I am the president, I'm actually going to regain power. And that's what he did. He basically was like, okay, cool. We don't need to be married, but we're going to be married. You're going to move in, into this house, and I will basically keep a watch on you at all times because I am really the puppet master. So, and again, why did that happen? Because she let down her vulnerability and she stopped being a warrior. She stopped being a gladiator, and she was a girl in that moment. If she had, in fact, been a gladiator, if she had been a warrior, if she had been normal and she had spun it, none of this would have happened because she would have spun it. He, in seeing her, in seeing her weakness, was able to play that weakness, and now he's able to move her in, and he knows it. She's not going to do nothing. You guys have made some good points. I'll ponder on it when I rewatch. <laughs> yeah. Deliberate with Camille over here, and we'll come back to you. We will. <laughs> <laughs> <The> response. <laughs> we ended the I'm episode. We're going to have a scandal debate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know if we can film yeah. that though. Only the Democrats, <laughs> right? Thank you. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Okay, well then, no, then I'm Bernie Sanders. F you. Y'all can be whatever. I'm Bernie Sanders. It's all good. Did they just call us a Republican? Did yeah. they? Wait, 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 wait. You just assume what uh, you were. No, who else are we? Oh, there's there's so we're all, so it's there's just a third party. You could have been independent. Okay, well. Exactly. That's, that's like a wussy. Okay, well. I'm Bernie Sanders. Well. I'd rather be a socialist than a Republican. Well, not really, because if you're going to come for me and call me a communist and, like, knock on my door, like, I really do. Really I can't. The scandal okay? debate is not happening. <laughs> However, if it did, we would be the Democrats. Anyway, <laughs> so, the episode concluded. We saw that somebody has Papa Pope in a chair mm-hmm. ready to go, and it's Huck. So, we're going to see how that goes down, and <clears throat> hopefully Huck hasn't released his beast again, but it looks like he has, because it, it was, like, in a warehouse with a lot of tools, so... It's not looking good for Papa Pope. Um, let's go ahead and go into one of my favorite parts of the episode, Cornelia's Cold Piece of the Week. Cold Piece of the Week for Scandal, episode 8 of season 5, goes to... Well, at first, I didn't know who the hell it was going to go to, <laughs> to keep it 100. One, I was like, maybe it should go to us for always yelling for the past two episodes and being heated and like damn near coming to blows. <laughs> I vote it goes to the panel. Go, uh, thank you. It oh, goes to the panel you. for. Well, one, it was the wine. I'm not gonna even lie. <laughs> we had some cocktails except Bam because he don't drink, and that's what does I'm always it. Loud. I, but it, I was, I was cussing. I just, I was so out of character. But then we pulled them to the dark side. <laughs> Kofi said, but they don't "I'm watch, sorry." So you don't, they don't know what that means. Kofi said, "Goes to that damn white hat." I'm so sick of that little nasty hat. Guys. When they showed that hat on that scene in the in the closet, I swear I want to jump through the screen, take that hat, and punt it out of the window. Oh it's God. not white. 
<laughs> it's never been white. It's like, you know, when you put socks in the white socks in the dryer too many times and they be like dingy gray with the limb off. That's what that hat represents to me. It's dingy and I don't want to see it no more. I don't want to hear about it. So cold piece that goes to oh that damn God. white hat. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know who you think cold piece and cold piece at should be using hashtag cold piece and cold piece at. I can't. I cannot with you. Let's go into protection. <laughs> The lint balls. I hate that hat. Oh my god. It's crouchy. Oh <laughs> Alright guys, let me know what your predictions are. Um, I'm gonna go with my good old faithful. It's the winter finale next week, and so um <laughs> let's all say it together. Somebody, Somebody has to die. die. Somebody has to die. And poor Tom, you know, he hung in for five seasons, but now he's gone, apparently for good, or maybe not. I don't know. But mm, yeah. uh, there has there has to be something to hold um, on to us until they come back in February. So something. February. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So I'm back to my good old faithful. And my vote will be Portia. Portia. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah. Lizzie Bear. Okay. Ellen's yeah. wife. Um, my prediction is I don't have a prediction I'm going to predict that I'm going to try not to be heated again next week I'm sorry guys just you know oh I actually have a prediction okay go ahead sorry um, I will be putting wine consciously so that they know in their cups every week oh my so God, that they I can be heated and loud like I always am oh I don't need wine <laughs> really I'm loving it. I'm like, we're finally alive. We're getting it. Y'all have one. I have no one. You want one line. I have no one. You want one line. Yeah. Well, that's true. No, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't have one. No, that's why we always pour juice in him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I would never do that. Because mm-hmm. we don't lie. Yeah, that's why he's like my little brother. Mm-hmm. And what's your prediction? My prediction is that the winter finale is going to be bomb. And then after Scandal goes off, I can catch him on How to Get Away with Murder because I'm like five episodes. And being Mary Jane, I'm behind on all my shows, man. Somebody ain't even started, but we <laughs> Sophia, y'all need to tweet Sophia and tell her to watch being Mary Jane. I anyway, will, I will literally be on the ground. We will with watch like it with Newport you. Newport in I'll one watch, hand and like a leader of watch it with you. Now, I'm sensitive, y'all. Anyway. You, can you not tell with this show? I can't. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening and watching. We love you so much. Where can we find you guys on social media? We'll make sure that you listen to Happy Hour. And you are probably asking, what is Happy Hour? Well, it is like the after, after show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out more information, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Hour underscore TV. Also, listen on iTunes. And you're Sophia Stanley at the Sophia. But. No, I was going to swing it to you. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I love it, I love it, my bad. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Janelle Harden, which is at J-U-N-I-T-7-I-8-7-1-8 uh, for, um, for sending me um, the thing for James Bond. I'm in a new video game called James Bond World of Espionage. You can download it on Apple and Android devices, and Janelle has done that. So thank you so much, and uh, check it out, James Bond. Uh, what of espionage? And gladiators, you can find me at Sophia Stanley Twitter and Facebook at the Sophia Stanley on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Canelia. You can find me at Emil Ennis Jr. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for being our friend. Turn it up. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.